Hello and welcome to The Outdoorium, the conversational marketplace for business entrepreneurs and partners working in the outdoor holiday industry. I'm Wendy Harris. And I'm Vanessa Glossett. And together we'll be speaking with some of the inspirational people behind the scenes of the vibrant holiday market around the UK. We hope you enjoy the series. So without further ado, let's dive in. Right, welcome to another episode of The Outdoorium. As our regular listeners will already know, this podcast is our opportunity to celebrate some of the trailblazers working in the UK holiday industry. Today, Wendy and I are joined by John Maddy and Richard Coulter of Long Valley Yurt. It all started with two friends setting about changing the way people camp in 2008. Back then, they set up two big yurts in the Great Langdale Valley in the Lake District and established themselves as pioneers of the glamorous camping holiday long before the term glamping was even coined. 14 years into their adventure, they have expanded to create more glamping venues in stunning locations around the Lake District. And they are here to tell us more about exciting additions to their brand and their passionate investment into launching an environmental impact strategy, which has so far seen them accredited the Silver Green Tourism Award. John? Richard, welcome. Welcome. Morning. Welcome. So you've always encouraged your guests to kind of immerse themselves in in the surroundings, but we've just uh, agreed it's not enough. What 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 do you, what else are you doing to to make sure that you're working towards sustainability? Because you can never perfect it. I think it's always a, a a work in progress. But what what are you actually doing right now to 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 further that journey into um into everything green? Yeah, so I suppose a little, little background, and it's probably fair to say as well, Vanessa, is that you know initially, for a business to 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 be green, they they need to be they, they they need to have a sustainable business. So they need to have a concept that makes money, that generates income to to enable them to 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 push a green concept, an idea, an ideology. Um, so the cogs need to turn, and you know, as a young business or as a as a business that's looking to diversify, for example, in the industry, you know, which is a, lot, a lot of flamping companies are, you know, we needed to make sure that you know we um, could could keep the cogs turning. And because we are not a business that, you know, I can walk outside the back door on my land, my my two yurts are there. And I can go out and I can clean them, or somebody knocks on the door and they haven't got something. That that that's that's amazing, you know. Would absolutely love that. But realistically, you know, we don't own any land. We never have done, and we work with partners, and they're they're delivering that. So, you know, we needed to we needed to to systemize. Um, and this is the boring bit, I suppose, with it all, is that operational management and, and systematic management for all um, of our operations has been streamlined from day one. And that allows us to manage the, the pounds, <laughs> you know, limiting the time that we're up on site, um, managing customer expectations, and, and, and that's always been a juggling act between making a customer feel like they're part of your brand and feel as though that they 
have access to you and they buy into that holiday and they buy into the brand values, but they not they don't necessarily see you all the time, you know. Mm. So, you know, we've had to refine that. And, you know, through I suppose the work that we've been doing over the years, um to 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 kind of streamline them operations has really helped you know set a framework in place for us to where we are today so the partners that we align ourselves with you know they can't be you know be burning plastic on their farm <laughs> you know or they can't be using um you know uh, I suppose, un- unsustainable ways in, 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 yeah. in the way they go about their business. And that, that, that comes down to, in the early days, that comes down to face-to-face relationships about, you know, who we want to go and work with, what yeah. they're like as a person, you know, because there's no, there was no real big accreditations um, that would engage a farmer, for example, into working in a green way. It is about a relationship. It is about softly, softly. It is about, you know, selling a concept. It is about them seeing money (laughs) as well, understanding that that opportunity to make some money by doing it in a green way is a really good thing. But now, you know, you, you, you jump forward 14 years and actually that's a different conversation that they they, they, they they hear it in more circles. They want to be part of that. And, and actually, they don't just want to be part of it for their for their holiday accommodation. They're actually adopting it in all of their, their farming lives and their own personal life as well. So yeah. it, it's brilliant in that respect. I was going to say... Go on. <laughs> That's all right. I was going to say that, you know, this transition into sustainable travel is something that has, you know, I mean, for us, we're, we're you know, 10 and a half, 11 years in our existence. And even in the early days, we didn't have, we didn't really have a category called glamping. So, you know, so we've seen the birth of that and we've seen how much that boomed. But I think the sustainable traveller, it's a really interesting conversation because we talk a lot about being a sustainable business and, it's you know, we're hopefully steering the decision that somebody makes that when they go for their next trip away they're going to choose something that means something like i want to i mean we're naturally in the outdoor holiday market so for us this is this is easy you know we're we're looking for people who want to go outdoors they want to have as vanessa said that breath of fresh air um is it more than that is it something that's tangible and i know that we've spoken about this before it's like you know we, we want to become more green we want to become more sustainable but what does that really look like when you go down into the detail of it choosing your suppliers you know um you know how they go into operate their businesses is it a case that those that are traveling to come and stay i mean we come from cornwall we're up to the, the lake district it's a bit of a track you know um we're probably not going to walk it <laughs> or get on our bike so um yeah so i'm i'm really interested over the next few years what this starts to look like in a tangible sense so um it's it's going to be interesting so when you're getting your message out there to those that are coming to stay are you starting to put incentives in place to say that you know we're green but we're green but what we mean is this yeah so there's a a few things there i think it i think it absolutely is tangible Mm -hmm. and i think it absolutely is coming 
And I think our industry in particular, the glamping and the camping market will be one of the first, I, I think, to adopt it fully um, yeah. in the long term. Um, I think so, so we, we, our journey really has started, we started obviously 14 years ago. We've always had kind of green values, you know, albeit not um, kind of really spoken about particularly on our website or in, 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 our, um, in our messaging. Um, that has changed for us. And um, in the last kind of couple of years, we've been working towards kind of in, implementing kind of systems and processes in order for us to kind of really shout about, about our kind of sustainability practices. Now, that's been kind of formalized now um, in our Green Tourism Award. And we decided that we wanted to go for it. And actually, we, we kind of really embraced that as a business um, across everyone who's working um, with it within our business. And it, it's been a, it was a really, in many ways, um, a great foundation and um, opportunity for us to really look at and analyze every different part of our business and go, right, what are we doing here? Because it gives you the framework in which to do that. And, and, and any, any business can go out there and they can, they can do this. And I would encourage everyone on your books and everyone who's listening to this to really consider it because, yes, there is, there is a, a degree of work involved in it. Um, however, it isn't massively onerous and you'll probably find that you're doing more than what you think already. Um, I can say that. How far adrift from the mark were you? I mean, did you have to implement lots of changes in order to no. get... Meditation, or were, were you pleasantly surprised you actually had most of it covered? Well, we didn't have most of it covered. We had we had quite a lot of things covered because yeah. of the nature of our business and the nature of our values anyway. There was a lot of things that we were doing that we were just doing anyway because of the kind of people that we are and the kind of business that we are. Mm-hmm. Now, so, so when we actually came to the framework of the Green Tourism um, Award accreditation, Yes, we're going through and going, well, actually, we are doing that already. And although, you know, there were certain things that were like, well, we are doing that, but we could be pushing that further. We could be, we could be doing that, which is what it's all about at the end of the day. You've got to start somewhere. And so we started that process and we didn't really know how well we would do within that process. But yeah, as we worked through it, it really kind of opened our eyes up to, first of all, the, the really good things that we are doing. And second of all, where we can take it and what we can do. So it's, it, it, as you said earlier, it, it's not something, it's something that you've got to continue mm-hmm. to evolve, to continue to work at. And it's a, it's a fast changing, fast paced um, changes that they're going to need to be um, had across the industry. And, and one of the things that we were concerned about and, and talking about is that better to get on board now mm-hmm. rather than, in one or two years' time, when big sweeping changes come to, to the industry, you've already got things in place and you don't have to sit back and go, right, I, I've got all this stuff I need to do. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, why not get on board? Why not? You know, I mean, what, what have you got to lose? You've only got everything to gain and, and, and you can operate in a sustainable way. It seems yeah. crazy not to. 
Yeah. So, so, so we've already established that you're you're sort of auditing your suppliers to make sure that they're ethical, sustainable, moral. Because um, that in itself is a challenge that you know you're because you 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 kind of operate on other people's lands and in other people's worlds. You your 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 values uh, you you have to entrust them with someone else, and that's that's a challenge. So you're already doing you're already doing that. Um, so that is that is our probably the biggest challenge that we do have yeah. um, because because of the way that we operate and we operate in partnership with kind of uh, campsites and landowners we are a part of of the bigger picture for them yeah so like with everyone in the world everybody has their own different views on climate change on on, on whatever subject it is you want to talk about everyone has their different view our goal as a business is to influence um, our partners as much as we can and, and bring them along with us if possible, encourage them to do the Green Tourism Award if, 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 if possible, and also support them in that process. That That's kind of our remit. We're, we're in that kind of tricky situation where whilst we would love, for example, all of our partners to be um, using um, environmentally sustainable cleaning products, we can't really go in across the whole site, I mean, we can't really go in and say, right, we we absolutely insist that you use these environmentally sustainable products across your entire site. So we, we can. Our, our goal is to influence, and yeah. encourage, and support um, on that side of things. Moving forward, because these are our existing partnerships. Moving forward, we are going to be much more prescriptive, though, okay. about about what we want, because we can do that now. So in, in in new contracts coming up, we're going to be looking at all of those. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we want you to be using these products and um, these are the reasons why. And you know, so that, that, it's that kind of thing that will help us move up to gold. I think also you're kind of very circular economy and you're, you're, you support local yeah. suppliers and you, you make sure you use as much local zero mile produce as possible. Um, but I think you're also stepping into the realms of looking at um, carbon offsetting donations from your guests. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about the whole carbon offsetting plans that you have? Yeah, so, it, and, and it's probably worth saying as well is that it sounds like we're doing a lot. And we're, to be honest, yeah. we're, we're absolutely run ragged. And, you know, it, it feels, it could fill 24 hours a day for each one of us doing all these things. And the, the, the you know, the grandeur of somebody that isn't isn't doing any of this at the moment seems apps. It seems like climbing the beanstalk. But my advice would be that just do just do one thing. Just mm -hmm. don't worry about timelines here. You know, it's taken us fourteen years to get to this point. Now, admittedly, we haven't been working through a framework for fourteen years. You know, we've done it organically, we've evolved the company, we've learned a huge amount of mistakes that, you know, people that are coming into the industry now have an absolute running off the blocks, whereas we were kind of, I suppose, we, we tripped up, you know, two miles before the block. Um, but the, there's a lot more infrastructure to help people streamline yeah. all of this in their daily lives now yeah. you know there's there's the uk government climate action um you know there's 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 online um 
carbon accounting software that you can integrate in, you know, this conversations that we're having now about how we might be able to evolve the system to support customers when they're coming in on the front end, you know, so, so it, the conversations between businesses, supply businesses, and, and throughout the chain are definitely filtering into the glamping industry now. Mm. Uh, so for, for a company, my, my, my initial advice would be pick one thing that you've got time for yet. And, and if it's just researching some, you know, environmentally sustainable cleaning products, mm -hmm. then, then just do that, you know, because that's one less thing to do further down the line. We have, we've, we've, we've touched on this in, in, in other podcasts that we've, we've recorded that, you know, it, it, it's all these little things that add up to the big things. You can't just change everything mm -hmm. overnight. Um, yeah. But it's worth doing. Every little tiny thing is worth doing because they all build up. And as you said earlier, you can also really tell the businesses who do care and who are investing in this area. And it takes me right back to good old Robin Barker, who right back in the beginning said there's no such thing as a, an excellent um tourism business if it isn't looking at sustainability and if you want excellence you have to look at sustainability um and this is a common theme now that's running through all of these conversations that we're having um so yeah it's brilliant advice that, that you I mean, yeah one of the things I, 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 I say, yeah i would just say you know where, where we're at now is 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 a is a is a different place altogether. You know, we feel like we're in a really strong place. We've got we've got a big strategy. Um, you know, kind of running. I suppose our environmental strategy at the moment is 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 evolving actually by the week. But in terms of in terms of our, our kind of core values and, and where we're at today, you know, we are working towards B Corp accreditation and certification. We've got our Green Tourism Silver Award, which we're super, super proud of. And as Richard said, you know, that's been, we've been able to pivot um, the company, engage our, our, our kind of staff and engage our partners in that journey towards, you know, further sustainable action on our sites. We're able to engage our customers and bring them on that journey with us through. Can, can I just ask you about the customers? Because you've talked about managing guest expectations. What about turning it around? How do you manage what you expect of your guest as a green destination? Because it has to go two ways. So, right. you, you, so can't, you, can't, you can't encourage a guest along and then they start, as you say, they can't start up a fire pit and bung their plastic in there or they don't do their re recycling or so how how do you manage that actually our um concept and I, i'm gonna get done to probably talk about this more working on it mainly actually we see the customers our customers need to take responsibility too so mm -hmm. we we can do so much and we we will continue to, to work towards becoming as sustainable as possible as a business in, in the longer term moving forward. Now, our kind of goal for the future is to get our customers to take responsibility. And, and that responsibility comes with from, from the moment they leave their house. And I'll pass it over to John because he's doing a lot of work on this at the moment for his MBA uh, that he's working on. So okay. I think we can talk about that. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, um, you know, because I didn't have anything else to do during COVID, I thought I'd start an MBA. <laughs> um, you know, I do. Yeah, but, uh, but that's that's a, that's another story. Um, but I mean, I suppose really for us, you know, we've always tried to influence our customers and. You know, the, 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 there's been that shift in the industry. People see lots of different types of demographic coming to stay. You know, you've got the environmentally conscious people that, that want to engage with the natural environment. You've just got people that just want to have the experience. You know, through COVID, you've, you, you, you have... The, you know the Benidorm crowd, as it were, that 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 were, were you know couldn't couldn't go abroad, and um, you know they're used to marble-clad toilet and shower and facilities and weighted on hand and foot all inclusive, and then they come to a 400-year-old working you know working farm in the Lake District, and you know expectations are, are different there. Yeah. So um, in terms of the way that they engage with the natural environment is completely different. You know we've all seen the news the news last year and the year before about people coming to tourism destinations and, you know, fly tipping rubbish and, you know, partying and beer cans and it, it just horrendous, you know. Um, and for me, this is one area that I've always been really passionate about and we, we haven't been able to, um, to, to influence, I suppose. You know, we, we, we've tried to promote green travel to our destinations, but rural destinations by default, you know, are, are almost impossible to get to these days. You know, we've got a decline in transport, in public transport, in these rural destinations, you yeah, know, trying to promote these secluded off the beaten track, you know, away from the masses, you know, relax. I mean, our, our, our motto is, is, is disconnect to reconnect. So you're disconnecting from all of the stresses in life and reconnecting with each other face to face. You, you can't do that in, in, in the middle of a 200 pitch campsite, you know, um, <laughs> there's, there's parties all night. So we, we originally tried to promote green travel or using public transport to our destinations. The reality of that is that there is no way that a family of four or five, you know, three small kids, they've brought everything by the kitchen sink, jumping on a train on a Friday after work and school, you know, and then juggling all of that. We get probably less than 5% of our customers that arrive via public transport. And, you know, uh, we've, we've had numerous conversations with the National Park uh, and the tourism authorities around how that's going to change. But the reality is it's not. Mm -hmm. So the only way that we can we can look to do that is is look at a new strategy. So what I'm doing at the moment is 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 quite a lot of research into the carbon impact of our customers and their travel to and from our destinations. What we're looking to do with that now is that originally we were looking to look at some way of offsetting that and managing that through a carbon accounting company. So, you know, you, you see them popping up all the time now online where you can, you can pay for carbon credits, they plant a few trees, and then you can sleep better at night. 
Well, for us, that that just wasn't going to cut the mustard, really. So we wanted some tangible action to so our customers can see that we're doing all of the necessary steps. So the starting block was understanding the impact from our customers. Now, you know, at present, I'm working through about five and a half thousand data sets, five and a half thousand customers that have stayed with us in the last couple of years that will allow us to, to gain an insight into their carbon impact to our destinations. What we're then going to do is work out what that looks like and what it equates to. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 I can talk about that in a second, but the other thing is about reducing their time moving around the Lake District because all of our locations are in beautiful places, but people are led by a name. They want to go to that waterfall because they've seen it on Instagram or they want to walk around that lake, you know. And so educating our customers about they can do these beautiful things if they just walk outside the site. So we're starting to engage with local illustrators, uh, local charities to promote and start to install either and woodland walks and maps and uh, more uh, illustrative um, uh, stories for young people. Um, we are working with uh, local activity companies, so bushcraft, foragers, um, you know, the, 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 the usual activity providers like the, the, the canoeing and sailing. Um, and and we, we're using them in, in all of our areas so that people can stay on site for longer. Yeah. Um, it's, not, it's not a centre parks concept, you know. We do keep but them on keep site. them closer to their home from home when they're on yeah. their play, yeah. And it, and it and is there to reduce. I mean, yes, you know, it's brilliant because they do go on the sessions and, and, and we do get an, uh, an income from that. But, but, yeah. but we're seeing a massive reduction in travel um, when they're on holiday. Mm. And, and that's an offset in itself, you know. So, you know, we're promoting these, 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 these areas. Um, we're reducing travel. Um, we're working with local providers and collaborators and charities on developing these, these lesser-known areas. Um, and then, you know, we jump back to what I was talking about, about the actual carbon impact of their travel. And it's a really difficult one because the we're not there yet nationally and in consumer habits about engaging with carbon impact um, as a consumer. You know, for example, there, there are supermarkets in Germany now that when you get your receipt, it tells you the carbon cost of the food that you've bought. You know, the websites that you can go on now to input various uh, products and services, and it will tell you the carbon impact of that. You know, Mike Berners-Lee, if you've heard of him, you know, he uh, a leading a leading voice in 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 uh, the world of of, of carbon uh, impact. Wrote a book about um, you know how bad are bananas, and it's a, it's you know it's, it tells you the carbon. Of everything, um, pretty much. So, you know, it, it's slowly getting there. And, and what our aim to do is to engage with our customers 
right at the point of sale to say, this is our company, this is what we stand for. And, and actually, we'd, we'd like you to consider, you know, your transport and how much of an impact that transport makes to and from our destinations. We'll come up with a figure. And the way that we're going to do, uh, give, give our customers the option is that they can, they can pay to, um, to, to fund a project that will, that will, that will offset the carbon specifically for their journey. So, so, so people know it as planting trees. We're, we're looking at a, quite a few different things: peat bog restoration, tree planting, blue carbon. So, um, you know, salt marshes and, and, and that area there. You're looking at local solutions, aren't you, for that? Not well, you're not just putting it into a national internet plugin that just plants trees somewhere. You're looking at a local solution. Yeah, absolutely not. So we are we, we're working with um, a, a foundation company, a community foundation company. Um, we're also engaging with a local university that are leading the way in 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 this area in environmental sustainability and accounting. Um, and we're engaging these stakeholders together to to what will actually be our own foundation that we will use for ourselves and. We will work with local charities, although some of them will be national charities, but they will specifically be able to access the money in that foundation for carbon projects. One of the areas of the university, what we're, what we're researching on at the moment, is, is the reclassification of projects that are not currently carbon-related. So there's, there's, there's tons of projects out there that can be reclassified to uh, account for carbon in the, in, in, in the environment. So the, the problem with all of this is that there's only us two. <laughs> and we've got a small team that, that we've built up over the last few years. How many are in the team? Uh, we, 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 grew to, we grew to seven this year. Um, but... Um, you know, we, we, we expand a little bit more over the winter. We, we bring in um, seasonal staff as well for our setups and uh, and, and refurbing. But, um, but generally, yeah, we're, we're, we're a core team. We, we did the reverse during COVID. So instead of going home and working from home, actually, we, we, we've we been working for mobile and from home for about 12 years. So uh, so we actually got an office and, and started employing people. <laughs> And and from a broader sense, though, there's loads and loads of touch points. I can ask loads of questions all day, but probably not for this um, episode, so to speak. But on a broader sense, do you feel that this whole drive for sustainability, caring for our planet, um, going even based on the um, the green accreditation, where they're they're focusing on sort of like the what is it? It's the people, places, and planet, isn't it? And really focusing those. Do you feel though? And this may just be me, that the pandemic as a, as a journey, two years, has really accelerated this entire thing. So, you know, for us, everybody, not just us, but people we're talking to as well, has stopped or slowed down for a little bit to just think about what they're doing. And um, you touched upon previously, you know, in terms of the types of people that are choosing to go traveling, you know, they wanted to get outside and to disconnect. So do we feel, is there a general consensus that, you know, the, the two years during the pandemic slowed everybody down 
probably accelerated you guys because you're focusing on a topic where everybody is going to start looking at properly if they haven't already they will um yeah do you think that's accelerated that and do you think it will go faster as the world starts to um deglobalize if that's a phrase because some of the thoughts that go into my head as well is um you know you're talking about you know carbon offsetting how people are traveling and traveling less we had the same conversation with matt in a previous uh, podcast where he said well people will hire up the motorhomes but actually the real the, the real aspect is that they won't travel so much because of the cost of fuel so you know you know it, i i kind of sense this deglobalization less travel more localized activities taken back and this is a common theme all over the place so is your business model going to very much support more localization you're doing it in terms of um you know having people um pay back into a, a pot a foundation which will then help with localized activities attracting local people to come and stay and if they do come from far away stay as local as you possibly can and have an awareness of it and um yeah and i think you know, probably if you would have measured this over the next few few years, you're saying less than five percent of people um, travel by public transport. I wonder what percentage of your people that are coming are from a geographical region. Will that shrink? Yeah, I've got loads and loads of questions that came out of that one sentence. But I think, um, you know, I think for me, there's a sense of slowing down reflective period and really thinking about this deglobalization that I feel that's taking place and where you fit in that that particular journey. Yeah, I think, you know, the I suppose when we were when when we were in the, the heart of lockdown and, you know, there was there was talk around no planes in the sky. Um, the the air being cleaner, you know, uh, the, the kind of the, the the that feeling was 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 brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I almost feel as though it was to a point. Looking back on it now, um, you know, there was more birds, there was more wildlife. You know, they, 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 these they, they, you know, Certain animals and mammals were seen in areas where they're, they're not. Mammals. I've never seen so many butterflies in lo- as I did in lockdown, for example. Yeah. I really noticed it. Did it because we noticed it because we slowed down as people as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. I think that has a lot to say. Yeah, I noticed it as well. I mean, I sat out there on those days, on those nice sunny days that we have with my gin and tonic in the afternoon. <laughs> I noticed the trees changing daily. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, there you go. I I honestly believe, I mean, you know, we, we know, in in our, you know, sort of lockdown experience, and I'm fascinated about everybody's experience during the pandemic because because over the next few years, there'll be so many books and articles written that as they reflect back on those couple of years, and um, you know, for like all of us, we we saw more, we smelt more, we 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 got more vitamin D for those that could get outside, and. And I think in this industry as well, people almost want to go back, not to the pandemic, but back to that feeling of that disconnection, that slowing down, that sort of mechanism, that just reflecting on, you know, what's around us. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder, you know, whether this is going to be a really topical theme. Any business that's starting out in the outdoor holiday industry, you guys are well experienced, but anybody new coming into it, um, would they have that sense 
you know, were they, were they, what was their, their core values be? What would they be considering? And, um, yeah, I need to de- delve a little bit deeper in all of these accreditations that are coming out as well, because some are well-established, some are newer, some have some fantastic ideas, but a lot of it is reflecting, isn't it? So if there were some things that you could take out of this conversation today, for me, it's reflecting and making sure that everything that I do is giving back in some way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, for, for, for me, it's about a legacy. Mm-hmm. It's about what, what, what matters to me is that, you know, there is a legacy left that wasn't, for, for nothing mm. um, and you know going back to your point about about lockdown you know I, I hope it wasn't the eye of the storm and and now you know we're just go back in, to normal normal life yeah things are happening you know we're, we're post brexit we're post covid you know we've got a lot of troubles going on you know with the Ukraine and Russia at the moment that, that are really dominating how you know, trade, supply, viewpoints, you know, lots of things going on there at the moment that, you know, is still is still not, the, the, there's no balance in the industry at the moment. Um, and I feel as though we probably need to get, get another year or so away to, to start to see mm-hmm. any change. And to see if there is actual actual change or tangible change, mm. uh, for us, you know, I suppose what we also wanted to do was, you know, with regards to to a legacy, and and this really came out of lockdown between Richard and myself, is that we had all these ideas, you know, over the years, and we wanted to um, explore them. Didn't have the time. You know, um, so so lockdown gave us this a great opportunity to start to process some some opportunities for us. So that meant that we were looking at some ideas that were completely non-yurt related, for example, um, through the same lens as we've looked at the yurts in terms of operationally, in terms of environmentally, in terms of you know streamlining um, and we decided that actually there was some growth that we were we were going to do <laughs> we're going to do some growing as a business we were going to do some investing and there was going to be a little bit of change as well so as i mentioned before we we've, we've got an office we've got some new staff um you know they are absolutely aligned with our values as a as a year organization but we've also taken them on this journey of growth as well yeah. so you're, you're branching means. out with the brand, aren't you? You're you're looking into completely different areas like uh, weddings, uh, Long Valley campers, not Long Valley yurts, and That's it. Long Valley retreats. Um, tell us just a little bit more about those. Yeah, so so we've got and 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 we've started that process. Um, electronically now <laughs> and and that 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 will be kind of launched um in 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 the coming weeks um but in essence we've we've looked at several different new opportunities for um long valley yurts to 
expand on. We've gone through uh, a process of, um, I suppose you would call them brand extensions. <laughs> so what we've done is we've separated Long Valley from Long Valley Yurts and, and made a parent brand out of Long Valley. And we've incorporated a number of, of new types of experiences. In essence, they, they've all got the same values. They're all selling to very similar demographic. Um, and, you know, the way that we are uh, marketing them will, will, will follow a similar sort of route. So, you know, we, we've, got, we've got the, uh, the, the, the old boy. We've got Long Valley Yurts that sits there. <laughs> we, we then have um, Long Valley Campers. So we are um, hiring out and we've got some brand new um, Volkswagen California, top of the range, absolutely beautiful bits of kit. Um, a number of um, them are coming out and they're going to be hired um, to, to the market. Um, and that will be predominantly focusing on the Lake District and the Peak, um, just Lake District and Yorkshire um, around them areas, um, and uh, they're coming online this year. The the next is Long Valley Weddings, so that is built around a sustainable wedding concept. So you know, weddings these days are all about um, about getting back to nature. Well. That's what we do very well. <laughs> um, but some of the issues that are associated with weddings for years and years and years, you know, uh, high turnover of single-use use products, um, super amounts of waste, um, and, you know, looking at an industry that is very, um, is very high cost for the wrong elements. So, for example... You know, you want to hire a marquee. Well, a vast majority of that cost is in the marquee, the put up and the take down, and you know all of that extra time. Well, we're we're looking to work in a similar way and looking for partners that will um, will build a concept around um, that that is fully sustainable um, and and is is that quintessential Instagram wedding photo that everybody wants but nobody ends up getting. <laughs> um, so um, so that so that that's we've we've created that and, and are bringing that to market. We're also um, bringing out Long Valley retreats, which are um, another style of glamping, and they have, it's an exclusive uh, glamping offering, predominantly focused on couples. Um, there will be some family options as well, um, but it's more around a holistic way um, of engaging with the natural environment. So there, there, there'll, there'll be more experience-led offerings that, that, that follow that, where, whether it's products, whether it's services, and we're exploring the, um, uh, the, the accommodation now. Um, and, and will, that be different? will that be different to the Yurts then, a different kind of accommodation entirely? Well, that's interesting. So, um, so that so we're super, super excited about that yeah. um, as well. And so, so we've got you know we've got some new new lines coming on. We've got Long Valley Yurts, we've got Long Valley Campers, we've got Long Valley Weddings, and we've got Long Valley Retreats. And all of these revolved around you know working in partnership with mm. 
different stakeholders, you know, because we know that it works so well with the Lake District. We know it works really well in the Peak District where we've where we've been operating from as well. And the types of businesses, the farmers, the landowners, the campsites, you know, the estate owners, we've been working with them for years and yeah. we've got great relationship. We know their needs. We know all of the good and the bad things about different different people. And, uh, you know, we've refined the Yurt's product so well within all of that that we feel really confident about rolling that, the, the, the yeah. rest of the strategy out, you know, with them, with, with similar partners. So with all of those things and with your sustainability drive, you know, I mean, I've got a question for you, a very big question. Do you sleep? Because you just seem so, so busy. You've got so many plans. And as you say, there you are, the two of you and a small team of seven. How do you get it all done? Coffee. When do you complete your M- MBA then? Have you, got, have you got a deadline for that? Is that this year? Are you half? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, uh, I'm hoping to finish it by the end of July. Um, and you had so, a yeah. baby. Had a baby, moved house, was doing an MBA through lockdown, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and amazing. Trying keep, we're trying to keep the business uh, going. <laughs> That's incredible. It sounds like you've got some really exciting plans over the next few years, and we will be watching and listening. And we're always here, you know, if you want to chat to us. We've, we know we've had various conversations over the years, and I could talk to you all day. Honestly, I could listen to you all day. Um, but we're, we're coming up to a, towards a natural ending time, I think, of this particular podcast. And I, you know, we've got a really good roundup of what you, where you come from, where you're going, what your angle is, which is incredibly important and for those that are listening in Vanessa will do a little write-up as well to do a nice summary of where you're where you have come from and where you're going which is really important and as individuals you know make sure you look after yourself too get yourself outside and actually just sit and listen to the birds um but I try and answer. I try and ask this question at the end of every single episode, um, you know. And I haven't, I haven't preempted you or anything. But just because I'm super nosy, um, as a business owners, if there was an internet tool that you couldn't survive without throughout your journey, and that might have evolved, what would it be? You know, someone said it could be social media, could be your accounting package. What was it that you use as a tool inside your business to help you run that you could not live without? Uh, I mean, <laughs> the Anytime system is it had it, it did revolutionise our business. Well, I will give you that. <laughs> no, it absolutely did. You know, um, we other than that, other than that, because you know, we know we know we do a fundamental role, and I think it's just because, and it is just because I'm really nosy, you know. And other other people have said different things, and um, other people have said Instagram, for example. Others have said. Uh, you know, it, it's their accountant accountancy package. You could tell I've not preempted you, which is why you're, you're really thinking about it. <laughs> you know, I'm not just saying that because we are talking to you, but for <laughs> us at that time, because we went through a, a complete rebrand uh, of the business about oh, seven years ago now. Mm. And, um, what kind of led led that rebrand was um, we had a website. That had been up and running for about five, five or six years at that point. Um, that you know, wasn't mobile. Um, 
friendly, wasn't tablet friendly. And obviously the kind of advent and the, the high usage of um, mobile phones and tablets to access websites mm. made us start looking at, well, hang on a second, we, we've got a website here that, that people can't use online. Um, we, we had a, we had an online booking system that... We were one um, of the first, I mean, we were the first glamping company to have a our own payment system that we integrated. We did a direct integration onto our website uh, way back in 2010. I think, yeah. you know, and, and it was unheard of. There was, there was people in the industry that didn't even have a website and we had a direct integration with a payment system that could, you know, people could pay for any location that they were staying on with us. And, and it was absolutely brilliant. It, it was really clunky. It was. <laughs> and it was a nightmare to deal with the company that was, yeah. you know, that had integrated yeah. it. But it, it made a massive difference when we when we swapped. And we bought that as a white white label software, and then had it completely kind of branded and integrated into into the site. It was quite costly, really, but there wasn't a lot of alternative out there. So so when we then went on to to change our website, um, we we needed to look at um, a booking system provider that that could start offering us more um, service really, because we weren't getting the service levels. And the, the, like John said, the system we had in place was really clunky. Mm -hmm. And so our web designer then went away. He brought back a, a number of different options for us. And um, so, so we had we, the website got completely redeveloped. And as part of that, yes, you know, we, we started working with yourselves met quite a few years ago now. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, you know, that, that was probably where well, it was a breath of fresh air for <laughs> us because suddenly – all of that stuff that we were doing before, or sending out pre-arrival information, um, kind of contacting guests, you know, with various different bits of information, kind of booking confirmation, pre-arrival information, booking amend information that we were doing manually before. Mm. All of that, because it was just the two of us then as well. Yeah. So it all fell on our shoulders. We're suddenly all taken away. So mm. in terms of one of the biggest changes digitally and tech tech technologically for our business that that was probably it um moving forward however it will be different you know so what we're looking at now is is about data analysis yeah and yeah. really drilling into how we can um really start to understand our, our customers and john's doing part of that with what he's doing at the moment in terms of where they're living and the carbon accounting side of things but more of an in-depth understanding which is going to help us in another aspect of, of our world, which we'll talk about another um, another podcast another time. But um, yes, that data analysis is going to be where where we're looking at next. Um, I think there's sure. an awful lot of um, you know almost retrospective you know sort of thinking. We're, we're looking at our our own sort of data. What are we doing? What we're trying to understand it already? And there's lots of really really big questions. We're doing actually the same thing. And and thank you for you know for for that. In terms of we're, we're probably a little bit too humble, I think, because you know Vanessa and I have been on a on a nine year journey building anytime booking up to do exactly what you just said to help you with the basics, you know, to make sure that you're running operationally as a business in the most easiest yeah. possible way. Didn't work that right. But um, yeah, but data is really important because um, we're building up some new features ourselves, like a, a data studio we launched out shortly. You know, we've got 31,000 bookable spaces in our network. Yeah. 
it's massive. And, you know, and when I, when I sit back, I'm no big data scientist or anything. When I sit back and I just think about that for a second, I go, I, I almost can't compute it in my head. <laughs> it's too big a number you know I know there are other companies out there that were much bigger numbers but I mean for me that came from like when you guys signed up with us we were very very early doors we only had a handful of businesses it was a much smaller inventory you know sort of level so yeah it's interesting so we'll be doing the same sort of thing we'll compare notes we'll, we'll tell you yeah, what you're and uh, <laughs> see, see where that goes we're just really starting our journey with that at the moment um, yeah looking at the data and kind of starting to analyze it and understand it a, a bit more yeah. uh, but but it's definitely going to be the future uh, yeah. of what we do and, and how we how we operate and um yeah to hear that you're working on that as well and, and that's that's always been a, a part of that a great relationship with yeah. with what with you because so just before christmas john phoned you and said oh you know we, we, we're going to be getting some camper vans next year and then and you're like, oh, that's really funny because um, we, we're just uh, taking on a lot more kind of camper van people uh, onto our books and um, we're developing all these things. We're like, well, that's just brilliant, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's really great. A lot of the things that, that you do, you're the kind of business that we want to work with because hmm. a lot of the things that you that you do, you, you, you kind of, you're, you're, ahead of, you're ahead of it, you know. So when we start to realise what we need, you're already working on it, which is yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, to be fair, to be fair, that comes from the ground level because, you know, the most part, we're just listening to what's happening on the ground level. And because you're all having similar conversations, we just listen to that, almost tune in. And I yeah. think that's probably where we have been able to stay slightly ahead in a certain areas, for example. I feel like we were having this conversation, John, on the, you know, the motorhome hire. You know, we've got into that sector by accident. That You know, yeah. we didn't market towards that sector specifically. But um, then they're driven to a need where, you know, they have these vehicles and want to rent them out. They want to generate a revenue from it. Well, we've already got a piece of kit that will help with that. And, um, and then, you know, during the pandemic, we grew to supporting 700 of them. I looked at the dates and I was like, where did they come from? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. it was, it was literally like that. We were like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So, so yeah, we're just, we're going to continue to listen. We're going to continue to, you know, tune in. And I think probably one of the things that this whole podcast series is helping us with is just listening and understanding and having those conversations as a real roundup we'll, we'll have another podcast because there's more we want to go into with you guys and certainly what you're doing from a sustainable point you'll go into a bit more of a, a deep dive on specifics but I think this is a really good kind of overview of where you're going and um, we're there for the journey too Great. And it's probably worth saying, I should have said it earlier, actually, but we, um, we just found out that we'd just been a, a finalist in the uh, Ethical, Responsible and, uh, and Sustainable Tourism Award um, for the category for, for Cumbria Tourism Awards. Wonderful. Um, Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. This is so chuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, well, next time we speak to you, we'll, 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 we'll see a backdrop of all these like little awards. <laughs> awards, yeah. <laughs> Medallions. And, <laughs> there you go. You've got it. So, but those people on, you know, on listening won't see that. But um, we tend to just do the audio on these podcasts. But, um, yeah. but yeah, we'll do some photographs and we'll supply some supporting images to go with those that are reading before they start to go off and listen. So um, I want to say a big, big thank you for, uh, for taking the time out on your sofas and 
chat to us. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, 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 really nice. appreciate it. Thank you. We'll speak to you soon. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and I really hope you had something you took away from listening to today's conversation. It would really help us if you hit the subscribe button if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. And even better, please share this with your friends to help us build the Outdoorium so everyone can benefit from listening into these stories.